When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, 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 we are back for another bonus episode. I am J-Man, the five-star, five-diamond chef. With me is my co-host, I think he finally stopped crying, Carl. <laughs> hey, what's going on? I did actually stop crying. Um, I mean, that last episode with my sister was very, very brutal. Although some comments on Facebook said that I should have been murdered, brought back to life, and be <laughs> murdered again. <laughs> <laughs> that was so that was surprising to me because you know as uh, we were recording the episode I was like god damn Ed Courtney's really ripping him a new one I I almost even felt sorry for you <laughs> and then when the episode actually dropped you know there were some comments on our social media about Courtney really went soft on him I thought that she was really going to give it to him I was like god damn how much more giving it to how much more could she, how much further could she shove it up there that you're wanting her to do <laughs> Man, I I thought I was ripped the new one, but apparently not. I so, I, I I imagine that your morning routine is going a lot smoother now. <laughs> no no need for that uh, high fiber cereal that you've been eating whoa. lately. It's probably a highway down there. <laughs> it's a highway down. Six lanes. It's probably six <laughs> lanes. <laughs> But no, I, I, I got to give it to you because, you know, after, um, you know, listening to what your sister had to say about you, I thought to myself, you know, there's no way in hell that I would let my sisters come onto our podcast and say things like that about me. <laughs> I thought I was brave. I thought I was brave enough. So I, I was... <laughs> I was brave, but I'm, I'm I'm glad to I'm glad that our us know um, the real truth about you now, Carl. That that <laughs> you're kind of this the the lazy guy and, uh, uh, flying around your soul's uh, house with a cape that she made <laughs> for you herself. <laughs> That's a different story. So uh, I'll keep you posted on that story. But speaking of capes. And costumes, I think that's real fitting for today because um, our our listeners demanded that we do a Halloween episode. A Halloween episode. And so here we are uh, dropping this bonus episode for you um, while you wait in anticipation for season three, kind of talking about some of the ways that we celebrate Halloween on the reservation, some uh, stories from us with our Halloween experience and some uh, scary things that, you know, we are taught as children about uh, Hopi lifestyle. Yeah, and tomorrow is Halloween, so happy Halloween. Stay safe, everybody out there, and uh, have a safe, happy Halloween. And so if you're out there, if you decide to go out, um, I guess, you know, wearing a mask on top of the mask, 
on top of the mask is probably what's <laughs> recommended. And if you're out and about, you know, and coming to our house, I'm not too sure if we'd open the door if you're going to come and knock in, but more than likely there'll be candy outside. We'll have candy outside, but, uh, you know, don't take my bowl. Uh, that bowl is my bowl. Take his bowl. Don't take my bowl. Take it. <laughs> and so um, Halloween on the reservation, well, I guess specifically Halloween on the Hopi reservation, you know, I, I think it's kind of a, a unique thing because um, in comparison to our our village lifestyles, in, in compared to, I guess, uh, what people are, are familiar with in, um, off the reservation is that, you know, in Hopi's, uh, on, on the Hopi reservation, if you're taking your children out uh, to go trick-or-treating, that, you know, it's not really... Um, there isn't really neighborhoods, I guess, to where you can really go door to door. I mean, if you're in the village, then that's a place where you could probably go door to door too. But the way that our villages are situated, that you know, a lot of those houses are empty, and so yeah. you'd be knocking with no no answer at the door. <laughs> and I I know in the village, uh, Hotvela village, where I'm from, uh, there are only a certain few houses that actually do have candy, and most of them they're uh, probably drug houses. So. <laughs> So some of the so so I guess you know for those that are trick or treating on the reservation and if you do you know despite what's going on with with everything else that you really want to check those bags because you know somebody's probably giving out those little shooters <laughs> at some of the houses that you know we're knocking at yeah exactly um, you know uh, you know one year I think I think one year we were giving away um, our watermelon. Oh, really? Yeah, because we grew so much watermelon. Uh-huh. And those were those little handheld watermelons. Yeah, the, the ones they can hold in Yeah, one and we had so much of that. And so we started giving those away. And the kids were like, what is this? I don't want this. <laughs> so they I ended up like this. <laughs> so they gave it to their uh, parents. And their parents started uh, trick-or-treating at our house to get more watermelon. <laughs> Let's go to Carl Soto's house. Yeah, they're giving away they're, watermelon. We're giving away watermelon. <laughs> <laughs> so that that was one memorable year that we had. I think we grew close to two truckloads of watermelon. And and so you grew it specifically so you could hand them out on Halloween. No, we grew it because we had a lot of watermelon seeds laying around. <laughs> And, and so, you know, I think that, um, I guess celebrating Halloween out here on the reservation is pretty much similar to, I guess, the way you would celebrate Halloween anywhere else is that uh, kids dress up in costumes and then, you know, parents take their kids around and, you know, do the whole trick-or-treating thing. Yeah. But I think that probably the biggest difference with the reservation and, like, maybe, like, the city life is that uh, you don't see any uh, sexy nurses. No. Or uh, slutty cops. No. Or cheerleaders. Nope. None of that type of costumes. No. And if you're if you're a coyote girl out there, please don't dress like that. Keep your rolls in your shirt, please. I don't want to see anything like that. So all of the coyote girls, don't dress that way. Irregardless of how the uh, water and corn clan <laughs> girls dress, I always want to rip my eyes out when I see them. So. <laughs> I keep my eyes on those ones, so... <laughs> And so, you know, I guess Halloween doesn't really necessarily have any significance with our culture, I guess, similar to anybody else. But, you know, the thing that always kind of um, I always thought about in regards to Halloween is the time of the year that it is, usually the end of October. Yeah. And then if you think of like the the Latino culture or I I think specifically the the Mexican culture, they have their, uh, what do they call it? The Day of the Dead? Day of the Dead, yeah. Do do you know what it's, how it's said in uh, Spanish? 
Um, Dios de los Muertos? Is yeah, that how they say yeah, it? Muerte or something. Yeah. And I think that that's something that has to do with um, the, their dead, I guess. Yeah, celebrating the, the dead. Celebration yeah. of the dead. And then for Hopis during this time of the year, it's getting real close to uh, Wutzim. Yeah, Wutzim. And then after that, then it's Gamuya, which uh, is the storytelling month or the, you know, keep still uh, month. Pretty much. Even though we still go down to Phoenix and Vegas <laughs> when the world is open. <laughs> and and speaking of like Hopi traditions, during this time around, um, you know, all the, the earth will start to to start to thin out for the Hopi world here. And it will be getting um, time for us to be uh, very thin on the earth with the spirits from the underworld and the living from uh, up top here. So with that, it's like, you know, that's why we we tell stories and we, we mention all of these uh, different things that we were not supposed to be doing uh, during certain times of the month. So it's going to get, uh, so, so literally it's going to be spooky season. Then. Yeah, spooky season. So somebody better call the Ghostbusters. <laughs> I was a Ghostbusters once. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I was probably the only Ghostbuster. I didn't have any friends. So. <laughs> Well, I think that Courtney uh, depicted that real well. So, you know, a lot of us know a lot about your life, Carl. Yeah, so, exactly. Uh, so erase that from your memories, please. So, so I don't know how far you're going to be able to go to continue to call yourself cool now. <laughs> I'm still cool. Solo still thinks I'm cool. Courtney said you were the opposite of cool. <laughs> but um, speaking of Halloween, what are some memorable costumes that you might have wore growing up celebrating Halloween? You mentioned being a Ghostbuster. Yeah, I was actually a vampire. I love vampires. You love vampires? I love vampires, yeah. I think that you love vampires because your skin tone is similar to that of the vampires that are depicted on media. <laughs> so you're saying I'm white? I'm yes. pale? Yes, very. Your legs are pale. My legs are brown. <laughs> your elbows are black and your legs are white. Unlike your goodie. They're like the mixed race. <laughs> <laughs> and did you dress up as anything else aside vampire, ghostbusters? Uh, as a child. You, uh, you look like a Harry Potter kind of guy. I could see you dressing <laughs> up as Harry Potter. Uh, that was a little bit too uh, young for me. So I was, I was the uh, Hulk Hogan kind of type character on there so <laughs> i think that you know as, as a kid you know i i think I, I know that i dressed up as a ninja turtle once and i think i did the vampire thing one time but i think that the the i guess kind of the most um offensive costume that i ever did one year me and one of my college buddies uh were out there down in tempe that we dressed up as uh mormons Mormon. We wore the white button-ups. We had the black tie and the black slacks and, and the black shoes. And, uh -huh. you know, our, our dumbasses, you know, we thought that we were being ironic. <laughs> and I think it was our way of protesting um, people that wear uh, Native American costumes. Yeah. And wanting to be Native American on Halloween. So we thought that we'd be funny and, and dress up as Mormons and go out on Mill Avenue. We had backpacks and everything. <laughs> and people would ask us, you know, what, what are you guys? What What is your costumes? Oh, we're Mormons. <laughs> we got a couple of sideways looks, you know, and, you know, not thinking back on it, you know, we we're kind of stupid and, you know, kind of being offensive towards that group. Um, but, you know, that was kind of one of the dumb things that we did on Halloween. Well, speaking of racism, uh, when I was working at Hastings, the Hastings Entertainment uh, mm -hmm, in mm -hmm. Flagstaff, 
Uh, I mean, it closed down. What's Hastings? You know, it closed down uh, a while back. It was an entertainment store. What did they sell there? Uh, movies, games, books, and more. Uh, you know, 99 cent rentals. What are books? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, I, it was during around this time I was working at Hastings. And... Um, I, I, they, they said that you could dress up as a character. And I was like, oh, okay, man, I don't know what to dress up as. And I was like, I was, I was trying to find a character. And I said, okay, I'm going to dress up as a Native American since I'm Native American. I was like, that's gonna, that's perfect. So did you just walk into the store with just your lomo on <laughs> and uh, a, a rag to the front of you and to the back? <laughs> yes. You let your hair down. <laughs> I, it was uh, it was weird because um, <laughs> can you imagine they were like Carl, your face is so red, but the rest of your body is white. <laughs> <It's> all white. <laughs> Just your arms are all all brown, and then the rest of it is all white. <laughs> and it was weird because uh, I dressed up as a stereotypical Indian, you know, with the feather one feather sticking out in the back uh-huh. there, and. And I wore uh, slippers that had little designs on them, and um, I painted my face, the war paint face. Oh, really? And I was stacking movies, and this guy taps on my shoulder, and he's like, I think you're being racist to Native Americans. And I turned around, and it was a, a, a Tasavo guy, a Navajo guy. And I was like, excuse me? And he's like, you're being really racist right now to Native Americans. And I'm like, I'm Native American. <laughs> he's like... I don't care. You're being racist to Native American. I didn't understand what he was talking about. And so he told uh, my manager, and she just said, he's Native American. He, he can dress in that, in that attire. And it was it was weird because I didn't know how to handle a Native American telling another Native American he's dressing up as a Native American, being stereotypical to Native Americans. And being racist. And being racist to Native Americans. <laughs> I don't know how that's possible. So you, a Native American, dress yes. up on Halloween as a Native American, yes. approached by another Native American, yes. were told that you're being racist towards Native Americans by be dressing up as a st- stereotypical Native American. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't know about that either. <laughs> I didn't even know that existed till then. So I got to give myself an applause to that. That was weird. <laughs> On that topic, you know, I think that really is kind of this new, um, well, I guess it's not necessarily really a new fad, but it's something that people on the reservation are hearing for the first time about, you know, folks taking offense to others dressing up as Native Americans. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I, I guess I could see it because, you know, in, in one of our past episodes, we did talk about Native mascots and, you know, kind of some of the reasons as to why people take offense to that, you know, basically kind of character characterizing our culture. And, um, and a lot of the times, you know, people do those things without really any knowledge of native peoples and so uh that's probably a a main reason as to why you see uh folks taking offense to it yeah and i think that it's it's become a a public uh psa now uh to say that you know uh native americans 
are not costumes anymore, you know. And I think that's it's because of the what was it called the the cancel culture now. Oh yeah, the yeah. cancel culture. And, and it, I, I think that's the slogan. We we are not your mascot. We are my yeah. Cul- my culture is not a costume. Yeah, my culture is not a costume. Yet we still call it costumes. We still call it costumes. <laughs> yeah, and Native <laughs> Americans still call it costumes when we're putting on our attire. So and then so what would you say to the Hopis that go around dressed as stickers on Halloween? Or uh, I say they're dumbasses. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I, I was thinking about that in preparation for this episode. You know, what are kind of some, some popular costumes that you see our people dress as that relate to our culture? And that is one of them. You see um, people dressed up as tukus, as our traditional yeah. clowns. Yeah. Or, or they'll dress up their children as, as tukus. Yeah. Something along that lines. Um, one of the more funnier ones, um, I, I have a kia'a. Out at Munkapi, and um, sh- she's butch. <laughs> she's butch, <laughs> and uh, one year she dressed up in her uh, in her povolmana, uh, you see. Yeah. And so she was dressed like a butterfly girl. <laughs> she had her kopatsuki on, and you know everybody, you know, really found that uh, pretty hilarious. Yeah. And so um, I don't know. I've never really heard like old people kind of uh, speak to those types of costumes as being inappropriate during Halloween. That's right, right? I mean, it's it's weird because it's only for one night, and we we want to, you know, we just want to be uh, dressed up as something and get candy. That's pretty much our goal uh-huh. in, on Halloween, and get some laughs, and get some laughs. Get that's, some laughs. That's if pretty it's much a real it. funny. Costume. And I, yeah, I never heard elderly speak of like you know don't dress in this certain way. Uh-huh. And but we're we're very very mindful of our own culture oh, and what sure. yeah and what we could dress up as and our you know make fun of our own culture. I guess we have to have that humility. Uh, mixed in with that, so and then I don't think anyone's ever really taken it so far so as too to serious. where, yeah, you know, as to where you know somebody's saying, "Oh, that's really inappropriate." Yeah, because I think for the most part, we all know better. Yeah, about we, dressing up as certain things, and we always honor that. We always respect, uh, like the different uh, spirits and gods and deities. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we we respect that that manner there. I remember that there there the, the popular costume around here is Miss Hopi, the Miss Hopi costume. Oh really? Yeah. You know you have the <laughs> all, all the ladies past their prime. <laughs> all the all the all the coyote ladies always wanting to be Miss Hopi. All the corn ladies and <laughs> water clan ladies, because that's the only time they know that they can wear a crown. <laughs> But um, bum The only time that they can dress up, up acting like they're pure. <laughs> acting like they're pure. We all know that they're not pure, the coyote girls. <laughs> Cor- Courtney just got done ripping you a new one and you're setting yourself up again. So I know all the coyote girls will probably uh, be calling my house or egging my house that you know, uh, tomorrow night. So uh, I'm I'm turning off all my lights, Coyote Girls. So I'm he's, not home. I'm not home. Moving. I'm moving. Right he's now. moving back to Tuba. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, speaking on like costumes and speaking on on on, on different attire. Uh-huh. I mean, we we as Hopis just want to be part of that. I guess be part of Halloween. Yeah. I mean, we we don't. I mean, we of course we, we don't we know the true tradition. Looking. Yeah, we don't know. We, we don't want. We don't know the true tradition of Halloween or how it got started. Or we don't even want to know what Halloween is all about. We just want to be at the. We party. just want to be at parties. 
We just want to get uh, candy and go home and watch The Exorcist on Prime TV. So, oh god, you know what, dude? I I I I am not a horror. You're not a horror kind of guy. What? I do not like it, and you know, I think that's why when this demand for um, for us to do this Halloween episode, I was yeah. kind of like, eh. But you know, <laughs> that is something that I don't really enjoy, and it's kind of something that I don't like because and now on TV, all that anyone's showing is all of these uh, the the horror specials and the uh, horror movies. That's what we've been watching every single night. So I had Soul watch like you know zombie movies and <laughs> and Saw movies. So was probably all scarred at home. Yeah, she is. She her to watch that. <laughs> Exorcism. <laughs> That's actually uh, on Halloween night. It's our tradition. We watch uh, The Exorcist, and she just hands out candy because she doesn't <laughs> want to watch The Exorcist. <laughs> but you know, you're right though in regards to you know we don't really know the true meanings behind Halloween or, or why anybody does yeah. it. But it's something that we participate in, and, and it's kind of funny because you know we've talked about it before on this podcast. Is that you know a lot of other native podcasts out there really do try to put natives in mostly a positive light and you know yeah. we, we understand all of the reasonings for doing that but for us you know we really do like to keep it real and and speak the truth on some of this goofy things that we do but i i remember too as a kid you know kind of uh, speaking on racist and uh, inappropriate costumes but i remember as kids that you know sometimes some of the costumes that people would wear would would depict other cultures yeah and i remember one time my buddy uh, he was he was we were at the day school at that time and he dressed up as uh, aunt jemima aunt jemima <laughs> He had the the so'o dress, uh-huh. the, the typical so'o dress yeah. that all of our so'os have. Yeah, the mumu dress. He, yeah, yeah. The, he he wore that, and it was probably his so'os dress. <laughs> he wore that. He had pillows behind his goodie to oh. make his ass look fat, <laughs> and then he had pillows in the front to make it look like he had big beers. Uh huh. And then he had the black face. Uh-huh. He had the black face, and then he had the um. I don't know what that the the that tie that they wear on their hair. Yeah, I guess ladies wear it to keep their hair in place. Yeah, but it's, yeah. It's like a it's like a towel. Yeah, on top of their head, and that's what he dressed as. <laughs> and so he dressed like that to school, what? and everybody got a big old kick out of it. Everybody was laughing, and you know it was there was no harm, no foul. Yeah, but yeah. can you imagine if somebody tried to dress like that in 2020? Oh my God, you would have news crews out there. You have like writers. You had the black movement going on, Black Lives Matter going on. Oh, man, you have everything that's going to come down on you. But, I mean, back in the 90s, we didn't care about that stuff. Nobody cared about that stuff. And I I think, you know, and also, too, I I think that really just kind of goes to show, like, how secluded we are out here. Yeah. Like, Hopi really is kind of a place that hasn't really been touched by a whole lot of mainstream type of things. Yeah. Mainstream type of ideas. I mean, if you were talking about a horror movie, just just look at our reservation and how things function out here. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's where we live in a horror movie right now. (laughs) We're we're living the horror movie. We're the characters. (laughs) I'm pretty sure Jason is around here somewhere. And no, not that Jason guy, that uh, that drunk Jason guy. 
that hockey wearing fast uh, mask wearing Jason. So, and so you know, those are kind of some of the uh, I guess some of the things that um, that we do out here. And you know, I think most reservations probably are like that. You know, we're very conservative, yeah, uh, in our perspectives and in how we practice. And you know, we thought we've discussed that to, to to the lengths that we have. But of course, you know, there the technology has infiltrated. We've talked about that. You know, where there are uh, practices that we do, uh, modern practices, um, the narcissist the the nonstop narcissistic selfies that we take five oh, times yeah. a day yeah exactly and the oversharing of our culture is something that's here so you know that is something of the new stuff that we do but I know that you know some of our listeners probably want to hear some of the scary stories from oh. the Hopi reservation yeah exactly okay well the scary stories have you have you seen that Facebook group that started it's like Hopi scary oh, stories oh yeah or Hopi something? Hopi scary story I think that's what it's called Hopi scary stories or Hopi something yeah. Yeah, something about yeah. Hopi scary stories. But, you know, I came across it um, a couple of days ago and I looked and like, man, they got like 6,000 uh, members within that Facebook group. I was uh, like, holy crap, a whole lot of people really want to yeah. so hear like, these stories. So it's called Hopi Ghost Stories. So go find them on Facebook. Shout out to them. Uh, I'm pretty sure they shared some of our stuff. So shout out to them. I'm not joining that group because I mentioned that I don't like to be scared. <laughs> I don't know who it's run by, so I don't know who the the actual owner of the uh, this Hopi ghost stories is. But there, I read a lot of these ghost stories on here, and man, I tell you, it's like they're similar to other people's on what they seen or you know did at in, night and what their actual experience. Yeah, and their are. actual experiences are. And so I think that really does go to show that you know out here on Hopi, it really is a place that time really hasn't touched, because I think that when you think about like communities outside of Hopi that they're really modernized. Yeah. And that, you know, a lot yeah. of the belief system sometimes isn't even there. Like there are people that don't have religion. There are people that don't believe in spiritual type of things. There are people that don't subscribe to an afterlife or those types of things. Yeah. To where basically really it, all they believe that's in existence is what they can see and what they can touch. And, you know, like with Hopi, Hopi religion, I mean, we there are certain things that we cannot do at night, like, you know, whistle for for one reason, you know, because of uh, Masa will will come to you or will whistle back at you. And, you know, that's just basically calling the dead. So who's Masa? Masa, you know, is the 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 owner of this land here. So we were we were basically borrowing it from his land. I heard he was your taha. <laughs> no, he just looks like that in the morning. So, <laughs> but but anyway, I mean, there are certain rules that we can't do during certain times of the month. Like you know, we can't dig holes during certain times of the month. We can't go out at night uh, without putting a bunch of uh, sana or like you know, what's uh, yeah, on your face. You know, there's there's all of these different rules that we can't do because of our traditions. And that's the reason why uh, I, I think that's the reason why we as Hopis live Halloween is because it's it kind of breaks that tradition of what we can and cannot do on, on those certain months there. It gives us a break. It kind of gives us a break and it, <laughs> it gives us an out. <laughs> It gives us a break from our culture for a while. So, <laughs> what's good to be? So, that's uh, like ash, like uh, wood ash. What's sun? Uh, that's like uh, gum from um, like uh, pinyon gum. Tree sap. Like tree sap, yeah. 
<laughs> and you know, and, and it it is an interesting thing. And I think that you know, like a lot of hope non Hopi people that have somewhat of a familiarity with us and our culture, they know that we're very spiritual people. Oh yeah, and they know that um, we do have this belief system in in a spiritual world. And so you know, oftentimes they'll ask you know these types of questions. Yeah. So what yeah. are the type of the scary things that happen out there? What are so, some of the scary stories? That happened out on Hopi. When I was working at Hastings, aside uh, from crying, Carl crying like a little girl <laughs> this past week. Shut up. <laughs> so when I was working in Hastings, this one customer uh, asked me where I was from, and he, I, I told him I'm from the Hopi Reservation. He's like, "Oh, right, I'm Hopi. You're Hopi," and he got excited. And he's like, "I've been to Hopi before," and he was a Bahana guy, and he he's like, "I've been there like several times," and I tell you. That's one of the most scariest places I have ever been to. He's like, there are things out there that I have seen. Things that go bump in the there night. Things that go bump in the night. He said that there are there are ghosts that he's seen uh, out there in different villages just walking around. And he never believed that before because he's like, oh, I had a friend out there on Hopi Reservation. And I stayed out there. And um, it was one night that I, you know, we were drinking and blah, blah, blah. And. Uh, all of a sudden, uh, there was this one ghost or this apparition that just walked by, and he got freaked out. And he was like, "Yeah, there. I I believe that there are things out there on the Hopi Reservation that you should not, um, you know, uh, mess around with. Take lightly." Yeah. So he's like, "I. That's why I, I respect Hopi culture, and I respect you guys." And I'm like, "Well, thank you. That'd be th- that'd be thirty nine ninety five." But, you know, I think going to understanding this type, those types of stories, you know, or the scary things that go on on the reservation is that we're taught, you know, certain things at a very young age. Yeah. Right? And it's so funny because I was thinking about it. And I think that, you know, our parents or whoever it was that was helping to raise us. Yeah. They really used fear as a form of discipline. Oh, yeah. And yeah, so you think about, you know, some of the things that you're taught, some of the lessons. I remember that one of the things, the early memories that I have of any thing scary is that when you would watch your mom your sisters or so's make biki yeah that they will always tell you that uh soyoko lives in the fire oh yeah soyoko lives in the fire and so who's soyoko well he's uh an ogre uh-huh <laughs> not shrek in <laughs> a scarier version a scarier of version of shrek <laughs> um what, what do they call those people that uh eat people uh, cannibals. Uh, a cannibal version of yeah, Shrek. Yeah, a cannibal version of Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, we're taught at an early age that Soyoko lives in the fire. Yeah. And so I remember that in the village, and I think that was really a way that they made us stay away from the, the ash piles. Yeah. It's just they would always say, well, Soyoko lives in, in the in ash the, piles. In, yeah, in the fires and yeah. And so that we would stay away from there. And then I think the other thing that they always used to say in regards to the springs, the springs in the village out in Munkapi, that we have a spring there. We have two springs, Munkapi and uh, Susungva. But they would tell us that that's where the, the Palalakang lives. Yeah, or the water serpent. And the water serpent. And so, you know, it, sometimes, you know, those stories do get out to where non-Hopis hear about those stories. And sometimes you have friends that ask you, you know. Yeah. So how big are these snakes that I heard that are on Hopi? How yeah. big are these snakes? And then it's like, you ever seen the movie Ana- Anaconda <laughs> with Jennifer Lopez, Ice Cube? <laughs> that's that big, basically. So, And so, you know, that's kind of one thing that, you know, they tell us about, you know, the the... I guess the existence of, of certain 
entities, beings around our villages. Yeah, and it's it's weird because a lot of Hopis around here uh, do witness uh, like Paolelokan, and they do witness all of these uh, different entities like that, and mm-hmm. that's why how mm-hmm. these these stories begin. Like um, like the you know the the Yaponza, uh, you know they they seen that before. What is that? You know the the little little wind whirlwind god. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah, and it's and they tell you never to go out during the middle of the day when it's really windy, or you'll see him and he'll take you away. Yeah. And so there's different accounts on Hopi that they've seen uh, like a little child. This entity. Yeah, this little child-like entity that uh, you know sweeping the ground, creating this wind, and and that's his his name is Yaponza. So it, it's it's weird, and we've all seen different accounts of spiritual uh, entities around spiritual here. Spiritual activities, yeah, spiritual activities. So it's like a real Ghostbusters movie out here. Yeah, actually, yeah, we actually we are Ghostbusters. We should uh, make some proton packs and <laughs> start a business. Protein packs. <laughs> but you know, but speaking on that, you know, we we still respect a lot of these traditions and we still respect a lot of uh, the gods and the the spirits around mm-hmm, here on mm-hmm, Hopi Reservation mm-hmm. and they shouldn't be taken lightly. Oh, no. Is there any any uh, personal experiences that you'd like to share with the listeners? Uh, like, you know, I uh, encountered, of course, you see uh, Masao every now and then and uh, he's depicted as like a, a, either a shadow or a handsome figure and... Uh, you know, it was weird one night. Uh, I got up to use the restroom, and it was around 3 o'clock. And some figure that was me you saw the other night. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> and I, I happened to peek outside the window, and it was it was during the summer summer months, and there was a bright moon that was shining right out our dumtoki, our, like, our biki house, or our, our, our little shed-like house. And there, there was a tall figure, a really tall, shadowy figure that was just standing there. And he was like, he was as tall as the, uh, the, the, the house itself, which was about 12 feet tall. And I just stared at him. I was like, that's somebody. I think that's somebody or something. And so I stared at it for a while and he didn't move. It was, it, I was like, okay, must be like a shadow that I'm seeing. It's three o'clock in the morning. I had to go take a pee and I must be still dreaming. And I stared out there for just a bit and it started to move. And it was this tall figure that just moved behind the house and into the shadows of where, you know, these little trees that grow around there. And he was gone. And I was like, oh, my God, what was that? So I, you know, next morning I told So and Kwa and he said that that must be Masao, you know, doing his checks or doing his uh-huh. his walk around. And there are accounts like that um, from different people that actually heard or saw, you know, Masao in that that presence there. It's Uti. Yeah. And so it was a bright moon that night? It was a bright moon that night. I'm, I'm sure your customers at Hastings saw a bright moon when he walked in there naked, just as an <laughs> Indian for Halloween that time. Yeah, it was uh, very, very bright. It <laughs> and, you know, I, it, is, it, is a, it is some scary experiences that you feel. I mean, I'm already getting scared thinking about it because yeah. you know, that's the reason why I don't like to watch horror movies. Because then you know, I'll be thinking about it laying there in the middle of the night dark. And kind of scaring myself. But I think that one of the scary things that a lot of people out here do experience is one of those restless nights where you're laying in bed and you just can't go to sleep. You're tossing and turning. And you can hear the dogs barking. You can hear them barking really loud. And sometimes, you know, if 
somebody's approaching, you'll hear them bark even louder and more dogs barking and barking yeah. and barking. Yeah. And then some nights when you hear those dogs barking and the barking gets even louder and then all of a sudden the barking stops. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The barking stops and then you hear the dogs crying. And you're like, what the hell? What 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 could possibly be outside that would make the dogs stop barking and then start crying? Yeah, and, and it's probably something, some sort of spirit that is walking around and is just, you know, lost or maybe that's going home or or something in that manner there. Or probably one of my uh, Honak sisters trying to make their <laughs> way home and... <laughs> The sight of them is so grotesque that you know the dogs. <laughs> the dogs start, start barking. <laughs> Man, your sisters are probably going to call you tonight. So <laughs> I'm not answering. I changed my phone number. <laughs> well, speaking of Halloween, I you know I, it's come down to this time to where we're going to part ways and uh, we're going to go trick or treating tomorrow night. And, uh, you know, thank you for listening to Carl and J-Man. And please stay safe. Yeah, please stay safe out there. there. You are going Uh, out and about. Yeah, go out and about. Make sure that you practice uh, social distancing. Keep a mask on top of your mask. The scariest thing right now on On the Hopi Reservation. Yeah, the scariest thing right now on the Hopi Reservation is actually getting sick. You know, actually getting sick from Mm -hmm, this mm -hmm, COVID mm -hmm. right now. So practice safe uh, Halloweening if you must go. So uh, thank you again. Well, before we go, Carl, where is a place that you can go to to see the sexy nurses and the slutty cops? <laughs> Probably Christie's <laughs> down at uh, Christie's Cabaret. You'll find me on Mill Avenue on <laughs> Halloween 31st. <laughs> so uh, thank you again for listening to uh, Carl and J-Man Save the World podcast. My name is Carl. This is my best friend, uh, J-Man. So long. What? <laughs> <laughs>